Hello and welcome back to the O3C podcast, a show celebrating the sheer unadulterated and indeed adulterated joy of video games. My name is Jonathan Dunn and I am pleased to be joined by a special guest co-host, video game voice actor, self-certified Metroidvaniac, lover, fighter and gamer, it's Casper Merowitz. It is dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast. Announcement! Announcement! Before we dive into the first of the special sub-series of spoiler special specials, I just wanted to flag a few things. Firstly, this is a spoiler special for Tears of the Kingdom. Right from the start, we're going to be chatting about absolute endgame revelations, reveals and revelries. So if you are still playing Tears of the Kingdom and don't want those things spoiled, hie thee back to high rule and do your due diligence to the gods and the princess, finish the game, then make like a hot-footed frog and leap sharpish back over here to indulge with us in this monumental post-game casserole of a discussion. Secondly, in case you've missed our other recent announcements, the doors to our Discord are now fully open to the public, so head over to o3c.games and click the join link to join us in there and chat with us about anything and everything. Whilst you're on that website, also sign up for our newsletter for weekly updates and fun things. It's great, please do it. And also, link to our Discord going public, we've also tweaked our Patreon setup so that there aren't actually any Patreon perks, it's just a friendly donation space if you would like to contribute towards the running of the show, we'd be enormously grateful, but more than we want your money, we want your ears and your mouths, so listen up and enjoy, and also chat with us on social media, at O3C Games on everything, leave us a review on your podcast platform, subscribe to us and follow us everywhere, and tell your friends about the show. That's it for now, so brace yourselves as me and Casper begin our epic dissection of Nintendo's masterpiece, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the King. Now, before you all start wondering whether I've traded Chris in for a cuter, younger model, don't worry, Casper's actually older than Chris, uh, and he's not actually being replaced, uh, but his credentials have been usurped in the short term, because I, I absolutely desperately wanted to do these walloping great big bumper spoiler special episodes uh, taking a full deep dive into Tears of the Kingdom and I mean Chris will literally never finish it. So I needed a companion, Casper it is, and uh, we're ready to jump right in at the deep end as we spend the next few hours, episodes, uh, seasons, uh, who knows, who knows, We'll, we'll see how it pans out. But we are going to be covering every single inch of Nintendo's latest masterpiece, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. But before we do that, Casper, how are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, I mean, all things considered. Yeah, pretty good. I'm kind of still missing playing Zelda. Yeah. But I literally have nothing left to do in Tears of the Kingdom. So I just unfortunately had to move on. I couldn't even do that. And I started a brand new game on Breath of the Wild playing on Master Mode because I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough. And I hadn't even, like, I hadn't even properly done everything, everything in Tears of the Kingdom uh, like you did, uh, because I've still got some of those Koroks still to find. The only reason I didn't do what you did is because I played Breath of the Wild about six times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's only my second time round. It's only my second go round for uh, for Breath of the Wild, so... uh, I get a I I get a literal itch 
about once a year. Whatever I'm playing, I'm like, you know what I really want to do right now is play Breath of the Wild, you know. And I wonder what's going to happen next year when, um, you know, May comes around and I'm like, is it going to be, it's probably going to be Tears of the Kingdom, let's be honest. Probably, probably. I mean, I remember at the time, I just thought, I mean, not quite 100%ing, but basically doing everything in Breath of the Wild and all of the DLC of that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to replay this. It's just, it's too big. (laughs) It's too grand. But Tears of the Kingdom is 10 times bigger. (laughs) It is 10 times bigger, yeah. But I think it's safe to say that we are both Zelda fans. I have played most Zelda games. You've almost certainly played all of the Zelda games. I have played all of them, except some of the uh, multiplayer ones. Right. Like uh, Triforce Heroes, which I've played a bit of, but I literally couldn't wrangle two friends to play with me you know what i i even bought i bought a copy for chris and i bought a copy for minty and we still never <laughs> never never got around to doing it also same thing with four swords adventures i actually finished that mm. one on my own i played a bit of four swords adventures and it was great i really enjoyed it it's really good and it's one of those where i'm like this would be perfect on switch yeah they could it could easily make that work and it would be great like an online component you know? oh it'd be so good wouldn't it it would be wonderful as a quick overview of our of our life in Zelda, very quickly, what's the first Zelda game you played? First Zelda game I played was Link's Awakening, the original release for the original green Game Boy. I got the Game Boy, I don't know, when I was eight or nine, I forget. Yeah. And that's the only thing I had for about five years, I would say. Probably played about three years, other games, and then I somehow forget why I got Zelda. Probably saw it in some magazine or something about Zelda and how it was a good game. And I put it in my little Game Boy, turned it on, and the mythical beginning where Link is on a boat. And that was mind-blowing to see that animated on a Game Boy. Yeah. It felt epic. It felt about as epic as the beginning of Breath of the Wild felt, you know. It just was this incredible moment where I was, you know, the music was great. Everything seemed on a different level than any other game I'd ever played on the Game Boy. It was not even close. It was just the most incredible experience I had ever had, probably as a kid, you know, in any medium. I was just shell-shocked. I had no concept that a video game could be that, you know, could have all of those elements. It's been my favorite series since. At almost every point in my life, the number one game, my favorite game, is usually a Zelda game. There was probably a point, like a year long, where it was Final Fantasy VII before Ocarina came out, you know? Yeah. And that was about it. I think it's, it's one of the cruxes of why me and you get on so well, is you can basically take exactly every single detail of what you just said and copy and paste it into my first experience with Zelda. Yeah. To the letter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Link's Awakening, about the same age, and absolutely just captured my imagination like nothing else. I mean, I had several several Zelda games in my top 100 games list and it's so different it's so difficult. Like with some with some game series you can just sort of combine them together and be like, yeah. "Oh yeah." Like, I mean, I'm not going to have like 10 different FIFA games in my top 100. I mean, I didn't have <laughs> no. one to be honest, but yeah. some of these games just do sort of blur into blur into one, but the reason why Zelda was such a prominent uh, feature in my top 100 list is because all of these games gave me such different experiences but obviously all quite similar but also mm-hmm. just so defining uh, and so specific so you know i had what did i have i had 
Link to the Past in there. I had Link Between Worlds, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, Oracle of Ages, Link's Awakening, The Wind Waker. I mean, I didn't know what to expect with Tears of the Kingdom. I knew that we were going to get something good because they really took time with it. And I knew that they they didn't need to rush. They weren't going to release it until they were ready. But I wasn't expecting what we got. Neither was I. And my expectations were, you know, sky high, pun intended. It was just, (laughs) I trust Aonuma and Fujibayashi with the series so much. Miyamoto before them, of course. Miyamoto is the, you know, the essence of Zelda, essentially. And I'm sure he still has some sort of supervising capacity where he comes in every month and like plays it for a little bit and says, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down as the famous gif goes. That team to me from Breath of the Wild, you know, I was like, look, there's no way this game is going to be anything but great. There was no question in my mind that would be either as good, maybe a little bit below Breath of the Wild, you know, but I was not expecting what we got. And I don't think anybody was, to be honest. You know, except the wankers who gave it a, a bad review or a mediocre review on just to get clicks. I don't think any of us were expecting just what we got, which was, I don't even know how to begin. And that's why this is well, going to be three episodes. Is, ex- yeah. you know, I don't even know how to begin <laughs> explaining what we got. But what we got was, yeah. you know, at least one of the most, if not the most special video game ever made. It's a miracle on so many levels. Yeah, you know, and and of course, when you say miracle, what you usually mean is people put untold hours and <laughs> yeah. you know had divorces because they put so much energy <laughs> and love into uh, you know this work of yeah. art, you know, essentially. Yeah. So, shall we start at the end and and uh, make make good on our promise of this being a spoiler special? Yeah, let's talk about the story of this game, which which for me is the key element as to why this game totally supersedes Breath of the Wild. I mean, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't hate the story in Breath of the Wild, but no. it was mostly functional more than yeah. massively engaging. And I would even say disappointing compared to the original, you know, trailers and the mm-hmm. impressions that, you know, when you saw it, a lot of people felt betrayed. You know, they saw the trailer for Breath of the Wild and there was a lot of story beats with Zelda and people expected that to be in the game, like, and not memories. Yes. Uh, we will talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. a little more in depth in, in a second, I'm sure. But I think people felt let down a little bit by the story in Breath of the Wild, even though I still think it's good. Yeah. I think a lot of people, me included, went into Tears of the Kingdom saying, okay, story's probably not going to be great. It's probably going to be on the same level as Breath of the Wild. And I'm here for the gameplay, and that's fine. And I've always been here for the gameplay and the, the charm and the NPCs of Zelda. I'm never here for the narrative, per se. Especially not with Zelda, you know, when people are like, well, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword have the better story. I'm like, that's great, but I don't like playing them as much, even remotely. So it doesn't matter. I think with Breath of the Wild, I think it didn't really help that there wasn't there wasn't a real huge amount of immediacy to it, even though there was this like pressing need to get to Hyrule Castle and defeat Mm -hmm. Ganon. You didn't need to hurry. The story elements that unfold, they're all things that happened a hundred years ago with characters who aren't around anymore mm-hmm. now tears of the kingdom technically does the same thing but with the events being a thousand years ago so i think the reason why it works better is because 
Zelda has been transported back to that time and mm-hmm. is living it in her present reality. Like, you get the sense that it's happening concurrently, even though it's not. It's a mystery. You get this thing of, like, I need to solve this mystery. Yeah. That's part of the whole arc of Tears of the Kingdom. And, of course, solving a mystery, as we all know, is far more exciting than just, like, watching a memory and be like, okay, well, yeah. this is what happened. I'm getting my memories back. But that's not... And there was a little bit of a, you know, puzzle mystery thing, but not really. Because you still knew, yeah. everybody was telling you, like, this is what happened. And Zelda tried to, uh, Zelda's imprisoned. We knew from, from, I think in Breath of the Wild, you know immediately where Zelda is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. You know where she is. You know she's holding Ganon, you know, at bay from destroying the world completely. And so that's not as interesting because you genuinely, you know everything. You're, yeah. you're filling in, you know, it's sort of like you're filling in stuff and that's, it's, you know, it was compelling, at least the first time, it was definitely compelling to get new memories in, yeah. in Breath of the Wild. But a lot of them were kind of, fell flat, to be honest. I mean, certainly with the playthrough I'm doing at the moment, I remember that I just wasn't fussed about getting the memories, mm-hmm. even the first time round. Like, and I think part of that is because of, of it, it's a little less obvious in how to get them, because you have to hunt down the locations where the photos right. were taken, and it's not... It's not like, oh, I know where that is, so I can go via there on my way to somewhere else. It's not as easy or as, or as fun to sort of go and find those. And no. also, you don't have the pull to do it to sort of find out what happened next because it's not gonna, it doesn't really change how you feel about anything, really. And right. you're absolutely right that like that sense of immediacy you have in Tears of the Kingdom... Because you're desperately trying to find Zelda, you want to know what on earth happened with her so you can hopefully reunite with her in your present. And I know that me and you took quite different approaches as to how we gathered the pieces of the story in this game. And it it does work much in the same way that the memory system works in Breath of the Wild, where there were a dozen or so locations to seek out. And each of them, there'd be a shortcut scene that revealed part of the story that was happening elsewhere. And like I chose to find them in a fairly random order so that i was essentially piecing the whole story together myself memento style out of order which which i i really loved doing because it kept me well it kept some added surprise to the story it made me if anything more eager to find the next piece because i had these gaps to fill and i was desperate to sort of link it all up no pun intended but you decided to follow the map in the map room to basically collect the memories in order. Well, I think it's partially my dislike for Christopher Nolan, and actually that. that <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I don't really like Christopher Nolan, but that's a different story. Uh, I, I I actually like out of order stories. You know, I, I mm. generally find that fascinating when it's well told. I think everybody kind of gets the same first memory unless they really just leave, which is one of the first memories. I think it is the first memory, right? It is the the opening Zelda falls in the past. Yeah. That's the one that's around lookout landing that they're kind of guiding you towards, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, then I did do one other one, which was like, I think when, when Ganondorf kills Queen Sonia. And then I was like, I kind of want to find these in order. I, I wonder if there's a... And then I realized, oh, Impa told me to come to this temple. So I did that. And of course, she's in the map room with the murals. The mural has the icons in order of the story. Yeah. I forget exactly how it's said, but they're saying, oh, I think if you did the murals in order, that'd probably be... And then, of course, you can immediately look at the first memory you got, and you're like, yeah, that's the first memory on the mural, and that's the beginning of the story, so that makes sense. And then you look at the map, and the map and, the, and those little mural symbols are all over the map. And I immediately was like, oh, that's awesome. 
I'm going to put little markers and I'm going to write what order I'm supposed to do this in. I took screenshots on my little switch and I was like, oh, this is going to be a super fun puzzle yeah. of getting them in order and going to all these different places. And then like, oh, what's the next part? You know, like a serial or a TV show where you're like, oh, yeah. I, I want to get the next episode. Where do I go? You know, to get the next episodes. That was fun to me is to look at the, the entire map yeah. that is in the in the temple and see these little symbols and be like, oh, this is a puzzle game. I can place this mural, I gotta go here, and this mural, and so my brain started finding that appealing. Yeah. And I decided to do it that way. And I'm, I'm really glad I did, because some, uh, some of the later memories, I, I fear like if you found, let's say, the Master Sword one first, that would be a, a little bit jarring, because then you'd probably immediately know what happened to Zelda. So we haven't actually spoke about the story itself. So let's let's get into it. This is a brief overview. Link and Zelda stumble across the remains of a 1,000-year-old zombie Ganondorf. Zelda ends up being transported back in time to the founding era of this Hyrule. Link's Master Sword gets afflicted by the gloom, which has corrupted all the metals in the overworld of Hyrule. A literal upheaval of the land has occurred, revealing a whole host of sky islands and hidden depths beneath Hyrule. Zelda manages to grab the ruined Master Sword from Link through time... A thousand years ago, Zelda witnesses the rise of Ganondorf, tries to pull together forces to oppose him, but the king of Hyrule, Raru, and his wife, Sonya. Raru realises that the only way to defeat him is to sacrifice himself to imprison him. Zelda knows that he will again rise in a thousand years, and Link needs the Master Sword to defeat him. So she does what any person would do, and she eats her magic stone and turns into an immortal dragon that slowly restores the power of the Master Sword over a thousand years. And it turns out that the dragon you've seen since the start of the game, Circling the Skies, is one thousand year old Zelda returning the Master Sword to you so that you can defeat Ganondorf with the help of the Sage's power reborn through the modern champions but Ganondorf has the same trick up his sleeve eats his own magic stone turning him into a giant evil dragon and you have a ridiculously unbelievably cool dragon fight in the sky between the light dragon Zelda and the dark dragon Ganondorf which sees you come out victorious and through an explosion of Zelda's power of time her dragon body restores to her original body and you have the most extraordinarily emotional dive through the sky to catch her and it's quite possible the single most powerful and emotional moment I've ever witnessed in a video game. What did I miss? That was masterfully done. <laughs> <laughs> so I already said that the uh, the memories, the reason, as you know, they're so much better than in Breath of the Wild. Besides being narratively more interesting to begin with. Better story. But you're solving something. You don't know where she is. So finding a new bit is super exciting. Gameplay-wise, kind of more fun too because it's, Every tier is inside of like a little like giant lights symbol. A geoglyph. Yeah, a geoglyph. So you have to find where the tier is, which doesn't become apparent un until you get to the tier. So you have to get pretty close and you kind of can guess. You're like, oh, it's going to be somewhere kind of pivotal on this figure. And, and it's kind of fun to, to figure that out. Yeah. You know? They're just much more compelling to find in the game, which yeah. is great. They gamified them more, which makes yeah. sense because that's what Nintendo does. They're like, yeah. was this as fun as it could be? No, let's do it more fun. Because there's a few memories you get. There's, the, there's a Minoru memory you get. Yeah. Then there's one that you get from the story itself. Like you have to do, I think, four dungeons and stuff. So you don't yeah. get all of them. And of course, you don't get the final one uh, from the glyphs until you get all 12 glyphs, which is very well done because it would be yeah. a massive spoiler. So the first one, I guess, is the, the Master Sword uh, memory. And so it's uh, it's interesting they they use the and it's I think in breath in breath of wild as well but they use the the phi or fee sound for the oh, master yes. sword from yeah, Skyward yeah, yeah. Sword 
And I like the fact that they refer to the Master Sword as her, her. as well, uh, which obviously ties in with that. Yeah. And that's just quite nice. And as much as I, I hated Fi in, in, in Skyward Sword for most of the game, the final scene in Skyward Sword where she kind of says goodbye for some reason got me and I got very yeah. emotional <laughs> about it, uh, you know, because I'm like, well, you're still the Master Sword after all. So, you know, and so I don't, I don't, I just hate how much she interrupts you. I don't particularly hate the character because the first game chronologically the the the, the zelda timeline is uh <laughs> yeah yeah but skyward sword is the first game yeah right? yeah, yeah. It's yeah before ganondorf is ganondorf and actually i think this one kind of negates that uh because it's demise right because king rauru and sonia are the founders of hyrule usually all hyrules are the same hyrule according to the timeline <laughs> right it's not it just means like this is a hundred years later and link is born and blah 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 as we all know the timeline doesn't hold up to scrutiny whatsoever but anyway fi is canon in breath of the wild and 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 tears of the kingdom so that is a closer link to skyward sword than let's say other games yes queen sonia and king raru founded hyrule so that's technically should be the furthest past but then yeah. Demise is supposed to precede Ganondorf, and Ganondorf is in uh, <laughs> Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom a thousand years before. So anyway, it doesn't matter. We can, we can all acknowledge that it's not a big deal. Well, we can't all acknowledge, but you and I can acknowledge that it's not a big At deal. At least that. So we know it can restore itself, right? We already know that Fi can restore itself, because in, in Breath of the Wild it also gets messed up. And Zelda puts it in the uh, Deku uh, forest. And it, it regains its strength whilst uh, Link is sleeping for 100 years. Yeah. Uh, so we already know that it can restore itself. So when we see it destroyed at the beginning of the game, we're not that fussed. We know it can, you know, get stronger again. However, what the first memory tells you, what the Deku tree tells you, is that it actually gets stronger, much stronger, if it's bathed in sacred power. Which is something we did not know and which is very important for this story. Yep. I assume a lot of people probably rushed to the, the Deku forest to see if the Master Sword was there, actually. It's what I was thinking. Somebody on the Discord said, uh, oh yeah, no, I've just got the Master Sword back. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, if it's just a case of getting the Master Sword back, I'm just going to make a beeline then for the Deku Tree, because presumably it's going to, like, Zelda will have put it back there to then glow up for a thousand years. But no. Yeah, and you find out not only is the... Uh, Master Sword not here, but you get your first hint as to what will happen. Of course, yeah. with the, uh, the sacred power making it stronger. So then you're like, okay, so it's going to be stronger, which is good because Ganondorf absolutely annihilated it in two seconds, in, and he wasn't even at ha- uh, you know, full power whatsoever. Yeah. He literally had just woken up from a nap and was like, yeah. you know, grumpy. And then we have the first glyph memory, which is uh, Zelda falling from some warp that she managed to create in time because it seems that she works well under pressure. We already knew that from Breath of the Wild. So she finds herself in seemingly Hyrule, but she talks to Queen Sonia and Rauru and they present themselves as the founders of Hyrule. And and they're like, oh, you're from the future. And Sonia says immediately, oh, you have light and time power. Yeah. And I sense a blood connection. So Sonia has a sort of a, you know, sixth sense. And she can immediately tell this is the truth. Not only is it the truth, this person has two forms of power, which is unusual because everybody else here has one. 
Minoru or Sonya or Raru have one type of power. Queen Sonya has a Triforce tattoo, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there is. I rewatched the, the, the <laughs> things yesterday. She has a, a, a Triforce tattoo on her hand, uh, Queen mm. Sonya. And it's interesting because there is, as we know, no mention of the Triforce in either Breath of the Wild or um, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Which a lot of people complain about because they're, you know, uh, obnoxious. So that's an interesting little tidbit. And she even quips a joke when Zelda is seemingly befuddled that she can't get back to her time uh, immediately. That Sonya says something about wisdom taking time. And yeah. of course, uh, Zelda is the uh, Triforce uh, part the, of wisdom. We also see a little bit of Hyrule of old in the memory. We see one, one shot and it looks quite drastically different it's just mm. a lot of greenery and not yeah. much uh, of anything else and i was thinking that would be uh, especially since you see another part later that would be a very fun dlc if we could play uh, mm. hyrule of the past so then we have the next memory which is uh, time traveling typical stuff like the poor pad ending in uh, minoru's hands and seemingly becoming the influence for the sheikah slate yes this is a full circle kind of back to the future well, yeah. what's, what came first? Chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yeah. Then we have the first uh, mention of uh, draconification, which is Minoru, Raru's sister, explains that to swallow a secret stone is to become an immortal dragon, one blessed with eternal life. To become an immortal dragon is to lose oneself. That is why it is forbidden. And of course, whenever... Any of us have seen that memory, I assume, is the first time you get a vague feeling like, maybe Zelda will have to turn into a dragon, but I certainly hope not. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think that at that point. I just thought, oh, cool, that's a nice little bit of lore explaining how what the dragons are. You know, the three dragons flying around, you know, Hyrule. My brain did the protective thing, which was, oh no, is Zelda going to become a dragon? And I'm like oh, it's probably just a lore to explain the other dragons who, of yeah. course, are going to be a bigger part of the story somehow. You know? Yeah. Because I certainly didn't want to think, oh, no, she's like, is Zelda going to have to do that? Because at this point, I don't think either of us realized that it was the light dragon Zelda circling around Hyrule. When you wake up as Link in Tears of the Kingdom and you jump off uh, and you get the credit sequence, literally the first creature that pops in the sky as you jump in the background is the light dragon. Yeah. But of course, the developers being geniuses, mm -hmm. the light dragon from a distance looks a lot like the lightning dragon. From that distance, you're like, oh, this is cool. It was one of the dragons. You don't think about it too much. At least I didn't. And I think most people didn't. No. And then even more brilliantly, the minute you land in the water, there's a big splash. You talk to the first construct who shows up. Mm. And he's the first construct you see, and he gives you the Poripad, which Zelda has given him, we'll find out later. And the first mission you're given is to find Zelda. He says, hey, she told me, come find me. And you get the little mission, find Princess Zelda. Yeah. And literally in the background, right under that title, is the dragon, is Zelda dragon it's floating genius. there. It's absolutely genius. It's something that you will not notice in a million years until you, except if yeah. you play it again. And it's, 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 it's unbelievable. incredible. And she only floats, if you start looking really into it, she's only floating at the spot where she transformed. She seemingly at least, because uh, we don't know how cognizant she is, yeah, yeah, but yeah. We, she seemingly at least has the, the instinct 
that you woke, you're awoken and she has to wait you at that spot, you know, which is fantastic. I think people have found out on, on, you know, randomly by, by going to that light dragon to, to farm it essentially Mm. or something. And, uh, and just immediately finding the master sword. Of course. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I think it's just because Nintendo is kind of doing everything to not make you do that. And also, of course, the, the Master Sword is locked behind uh, two stamina wheels. Of course. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you can't. So even if you, you found it immediately, which you'd be smart. like, it's smart and also, you know, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it is like, okay, if someone randomly was floating and, and found the Light Dragon. So that's the first memory where really someone could put two and two together, at least have an inkling yeah. of it. Ganondorf is introduced attacking the palace with a swarm of Moldugas. Yes. And a fantastic remix of... A blend of the Molduga theme and the, the Gerudo theme uh, yeah. blended absolutely stunningly beautiful music. Rauru starts to repel them with a little bit of power and is then aided by Sonya and Zelda lending him their power. Zelda seems very surprised by that possibility and it force foreshadows uh, what happens at the end when you get to transform Dragon Zelda back mm-hmm. into herself. Link does it with the help of Spirit Sonia and Spirit Raru. But it's also implied later that Link has some sort of power because he, did, yeah. he didn't just, it wasn't just their power. I think that's part of the last scene mm. that we see. I think they imply his love for her, his courage was a power in itself. I'm just thinking in that moment, it's the only moment where all three parts of the Triforce come together with Link, Ganondorf and Zelda. Mm-hmm. So it could be the power of the Triforce yeah that actually is the thing that restores her body no he destroys the stone so you don't have ganondorf's stone yeah yeah scratch that well not necessarily because he did just explode and there's that giant cloud so maybe that energy has been released bits of power floating about maybe yeah it's got to go somewhere it's got to go into some exactly what because that's it's usually what happens i mean like whenever the game ends or one of them dies or something and that power Power goes goes somewhere somewhere else exactly the ether next generation exactly yeah so possibly 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 then, even though he is uh, he is defeated, he's got so many tricks up his uh, up his. Well, he doesn't. I don't think he's even wearing sleeves because he's got guns and he wants to show them off. <laughs> and he basically pledges fealty to Raru, but obviously, obviously, it's part of his crafty plan. Zelda's got a bad feeling about it, and she's like, "Also, his name's Ganondorf." It's like, yeah. you know, let's not vote into power somebody called like Hitler son. And she's not. She hasn't. Fallen for the thirst trap the way the internet has, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is the other thing. Araru says, Ob- obviously, I'm, obviously, I know. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. He's, and, uh, yeah. he's a piece of she, shit. She, she, he says, no shit, Sherlock. That's why I'll keep yes. him close. Ganondorf actually is super passive-aggressive. And, uh, obviously. And is insulting Raru. In a very Shakespearean Yago kind of a way, like very yeah, know, yeah, yeah, undermining and like, oh, isn't it wonderful that someone of your, you know, yeah. alien nature could uh, suddenly meddle with us humans and you know marry a beautiful woman? Like, isn't that nice for you? You know, racist kind of basic racist. Yeah. What happens next? The next memory is we see that recall training montage. Isn't it? Yes, of course. The '80s remix of the the Zelda's Lullaby was. Whew, 
Absolutely stunning. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that. Runs to the top of the steps of Hyrule yeah, Castle. Yeah, I'd love that. There's about five versions on YouTube. None of them good. But like these scenes, like are genuinely well written. Is the thing the characters yes. are well written and the dialogue is good, and you it do is. kind of want to you do want to sit in on these moments, even when a cynic could say that these are like filler memories. Yeah, uh, it's like it doesn't have you know, a big reveal or anything like that. But you just you want to see it. You want you to do. see the moment with Zelda just speaking with Sonya about just everything and it's just it's, it's wonderful the animation is excellent you know the framing is really good there's some really nice composition it, it's very compelling on all levels the music's fantastic you know the, the the voice acting is better than in the first game by quite a lot by a long way yeah 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 and it's just yeah it's just overall you can see they put a lot more effort into every aspect of the narrative i firmly think that that team was scouring all reviews of Breath of the Wild, all the stuff they saw online, and for all the nitpicks, all the little criticisms, you know, and I'm sure they took it to heart. I'm sure they had their own, oh man, I wish we had had time to do that yeah. in Breath of the Wild, or oh, in hindsight, this would have been better. And, and you know, but that's then so also, it's the case with all good sequels, is right. you hit the ground running, you know, right. you don't need to set everything up. And the reason why so many of these story beats hit so hard is, and we'll come on to this, it's not just because they're really, really well written, really well told, really well performed. It's that it's building on the back of yes. a 200 hours story you played before. And not even that, it's building on the history of the, of Zelda from 30, 35 years, you know. So, yeah, the next memory is uh, we see, it's just a lovely little hangout scene. We see Sonya using the recall power, kind of trying to teach it to Zelda. Mm. She tells Zelda that she also has a sacred power, which, is that a third power? Is that light, time, and sacred? Or is it the light? Is that part of the light power? We're not that's what quite I, that's sure. What I, the, yeah. the color, at least, is exactly the same that she used to contain Calamity Ganon. Yes. She, yeah, she tells, her, she tells Zelda, Sonya says, you have the sacred power that can dispel evil. Which, again, she used in Breath of the Wild to keep him contained a little bit. So, of course, they're setting up her bathing the sword for a thousand years. Sonia brings up Zelda wanting to get reunited with Link, which mm. Raru was not aware of Link at that moment. So you can tell, okay, Sonia and Zelda chat quite a bit. And they're, you know, talking about their boyfriends and husbands or something. I don't know. It's nice. It's a nice little touch. Like, oh, she, she yeah. talks to Sonia on the side and they're friends. You know. Yeah. Zelda then essentially describes Link to Raru in terms that can only be described as wildly passionate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it, it, it's brilliant because that was something that was a little lacking in Breath of the Wild because you just don't, they don't have time to hang out. Yeah. You know, you see them in the past when they were kind of had a contentious relationship because yeah. Zelda was upset. That Link was so good at his job and she was she was yeah. upset for all sorts of reasons. She just felt like he was a witness to her failures and she was annoyed that he was always there when she was trying to do things. And she probably also just liked him, but <laughs> which is a similar feeling sometimes. <laughs> so we we never got to see in Breath of the Wild. We saw we saw glimpses, like when he he gets almost killed. You can see that she clearly cares for him. And uh, Yeah, but we're five, six years on from there. Right, exactly. I've been married to my wife for four years, almost four years. So the way I felt about my wife six years ago is not the same way I feel no, about her now. Of course not. It, it's, it's a much more engaging story yes. because the relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. means that it's much deeper. more, you know? Yeah, of course. And so th this is great when she tells Sonia that because you get this like real sense of, oh, they have a 
they really have a relationship now and it's yeah. and it's deep and it's and you know and it's uh she cares about him a whole lot more you know and she has full trust in him she's seen him save the world she's seen him whatever they were doing the re during the reconstruction probably very helpful mm -hmm. she just absolutely deeply admires and loves him and it's yeah. quite clear and it's wonderful as a player too because you're playing that guy yeah and you're like oh man i now i really want to yeah. find her and help her out you know which is you know you you do in breath in breath of the wild but it's kind of like almost a, not i won't i want to i don't want to say generic because that's unfair but, but like you're the, right though it's, it's sort of like okay yeah it's a given you know it's just like because of archetype a and archetype b did you ever play fallout 4 no Right. Well, okay. I started. So, well, that, that, that's actually fine because that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. The concept of Fallout 4 is you're going to get frozen in this uh, this Fallout. Their thing is we're going to freeze everybody in here and we're going to save you for to wake up when when the world is hopefully a little better. Right. You're frozen with your family, your wife, and your kid, and something rough happens where they they actually cut some some ruffians come in and they they steal your kid baby and 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 you don't even know what happened to the wife but the the thing is because you don't get to you, this is a character you create from scratch yeah. and because you actually don't get to hang out with your wife and kid yeah they're trying to give this like oh my goodness this huge emotional beat like you you have to save your kid oh my god they stole your kid and the kid is also actually the kid's a baby so there's no personality whatsoever <laughs> and so yeah. so you're like eh, i don't i don't really give a, a, a damn about that generic Kid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it really feels like the devs are like, oh, we got them now. Yeah. You're going to be real motivated. <laughs> you're going to be real motivated to save this yeah. kid. And you're like, you know what, nope. guys? No, I don't care. I, I, you know, so of course, uh, yeah. to get back to Zelda, it's absolutely not like that. First of all, as you, as you mentioned, there's decades of love for the series. So you automatically yeah. love any installment of, at least I do, of Zelda and Link. You know, yeah. it is an automatic affection, no matter how little story there is. It's it's Zelda and Link, you know. There was a little bit of that, where it was like, okay, go find Zelda, which was also the brilliance of Breath of the Wild, was the immediacy mm. of it. Not trying to overwhelm people who were new to the series, and just like, yeah, 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 here it is, it's it's easy enough, go save her, or go do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. So, for that game, perfect. But yeah, it did feel a little bit like there was something missing. So, I, I really personally loved any kind of scene where you see Zelda talk about Link or, you know, express her desire to see him again and, and, and full trust in him and all of that. I think it's, it's really nice. And of course, you see quite a lot of that if you are the type of player who likes to explore every inch. There's tons of it all over the game, which is absolutely yeah. delightful. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, tons yeah. of little hints of Zelda and Link's relationship or just what they were doing. And it was, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's genuinely moving. Like when it you is. when you first go to Link's house in um, Hatano Village and you realise that Zelda had moved in, mm -hmm. it's I was <sighs> no, I, I got I got yeah. well, I got very I got very I'm, emotional. I'm welling up now. Yeah, it speaking was... of welling up, she had her own well. <laughs> she did right next to the she house. Was welling up, <laughs> and there was a lot of uh, and actually it's her little hideout, and there's a there's a lovely little uh, yeah. thing about Link, actually a little writing about Link, and yeah. you find his hair tie that she kept lovingly in a chest, mm. oh, which is delightful. I love that there's a photo of her horse in the house, yeah, her golden horse that you found late, you find later. There's all these yeah. little 
details. It's so beautiful. And of course, she she you know she got rid of your your weapon collection because yeah, that's what that's what you do when you move in. You got to get rid of a few things to make space. I mean, like, yeah, you know. the collections are the first thing to go, aren't they? I didn't find a storage room in in, in Tears of the Kingdom with his shit, which would have been a nice touch, that <laughs> like a little yeah, like yeah. a little shed that was built <laughs> afterwards with all the weapons. That would have been amazing if they had kept all the weapons that the per- that you that you put up. Like yeah. in a little, like, you know, <laughs> in a shed. That been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, get back to the story. So the next scene after that is quite a bit more dramatic. So this is the first appearance of Puppet Zelda. Mm-hmm. In the memories, at least, in the glyphs. I think at this point, I don't know where that memory is, but it's certainly not in one of the opening areas. So mm. you at least probably have seen Zelda in the sky over the Hyrule Castle, yeah. And you've probably seen a couple more. Maybe you've done a pen mission or two. And you you probably have a good inkling when you see her in the memory. Uh, at least I did when I found yeah. it. That uh, there was a, a fake Zelda going around. Doing a lot of weird stuff. And they actually play with that a lot. Because a lot of the pen missions, we'll go into that later. But a lot of the pen missions kind of start off with like, oh, Zelda made them do something a little off. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, Zelda stuff going on, which, again, is part of the mystery of finding Zelda, which is, you know, the whole thing, and it's quite quite compelling. At least I found it compelling. So that memory kind of hits quite well when you're, like, at this point, you're, you're like, it's probably a puppet Zelda that Ganondorf is using, and, of course, that's exactly what it is. She appears, and she tries to kill Sonya. But Zelda and the Queen, who are smart, uh, were aware that there was a fake Zelda already, and they, you know, stop her and the fake Zelda disappears into a puff of red Ganondorf gloom. Yeah. And Ganondorf appears out, seemingly out of nowhere and absolutely murders uh, Sonya. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible moment because at least at that point, I don't know. And that's also why I'm happy I did it. In, well, actually, I yeah. think I'm like, it's nice and horrible to already like Sonya and see that moment. Yeah, and care about know, her. And care mm-hmm. about her. That's quite strong that they make you care about a character who's really seemingly is only in the memories uh, mm. at this point is nowhere in game and you yeah. only have seen her in about three memories the sony actress is really good very warm voice mm. very good delivery and immediately has this performance where it's this very caring about zelda protective not patronizing very helpful patient with her and and with Raru has this playful rapport. Yeah. Her her design is fantastic. I think she looks great. So yeah, when she does get killed, even though you barely have seen her for more than like five minutes, minutes altogether, really, yeah. yeah, you care but about you've her. Got and also because you know what it means for the story, because of what what then happens next, because Ganondorf takes a, a secret stone. He steals her stone after murdering her, and Demon King Ganondorf is born, and it's uh. Suitably terrifying and superbly animated mm. moment, actually. Uh, yeah. And the internet got horny on Maine, and uh, proctologists mm. and gynecologists around the world start dreading the release of the Ganondorf amiibo that's coming out in December. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's full it's circle. Fortunately, it's already sort of red and brown. So, um, <laughs> yeah. However, <laughs> that moment is brilliant, and when you, especially when you see, like, you see obviously like the gloom just like mm-hmm. spread out across the world. You see all of the monsters sort of come into being, and I mean, I get a chill every time I see a Lionel anyway. But when you see like a Lionel being born, mm. uh, you know, it's not it's mm-hmm. not a beautiful moment. You're not no. waiting for it to to stand up for the first time and blink no. into the sun. 
it is he is fully realized and fully horrible right mm-hmm. from the off and it's yeah okay this is this is this is bad <laughs> it, it's really superbly animated and the, the 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 composition of him getting the the blood moon up oh yeah uh, which is ostensibly the first blood moon ever yeah you just see his back that's always a very powerful enemy shot and they've done it with ganondorf before but it's just the back and he's just like sort of seemingly raising the, the blood moon. Yeah. It's just a majestic shot, and it's extremely powerful. It's, yeah, it's, fan- it's really, truly leagues above the Breath of the Wild uh, yeah. memories, for sure. It's, ex- it's extraordinary. There's a, a wonderfully sort of emotional, dramatic moment that happens where because Raru obviously goes to Sonya so he can be with her. She's, she's already died, but she he wants to go and see that, her. Yeah. But then he knows, he knows that he's got to run. Zelda actually uses the Kuropad to teleport ah. all of them the way you use it to teleport. It's a moment you don't like to see like your heroes be humble. No. And to see like the hero of this, of this particular part of the story have to run away is um or any of them like it's yeah. just like oh, okay this is this isn't this isn't good you know so yeah she she tells raru who's trying to shield them from ganondorf but the shield is immediately that's another thing that's you see his power immediately his shield yeah is immediately turning to nothing you know and they barely yeah. have time to escape because ganondorf's power is immediately just out of hand and then the next memory is just uh, ganondorf raising an army of loot dropping goons Yep. Which is fantastic as well. Maybe probably the least necessary uh, glyph. Because mm. it's kind of just him consolidating. And we kind of saw that before, you know, at the beginning. Mm. Then Raru plans to stop Ganondorf with the help of the newly created sages. Mm. Which he created with the extra stones that he had in the secret room. And we don't exactly know why and how. You don't want to trust people with something unless you have to. Even if they're really good people. Right. Seemingly these are alien tears because we mm. don't know where uh the zonai's come from yeah of course yeah different yeah, yeah. planet different dimension different dimension different game maybe different split from the timeline <laughs> yeah well clearly <laughs> yeah is that is that extra fourth split where the hero just didn't care he just didn't even try <laughs> you know is the hero yeah. died the hero won hero needed five more minutes slept in so Zelda warns this is the next memory Zelda warns uh, Raru that she believes the man that Link and her found at the beginning of the game under the palace was Ganondorf and that Raru won't be able to stop him Mm. even with the sages and he might or probably will die he says if that's his duty then so may be being very regal he tells Zelda that it might be different this time because she's there and that he believes she appeared in their timeline for a reason. And that's what she starts saying, why am I here? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Now, she wasn't there to help with that particular moment. Plays out pretty much exactly how it played out before. So we know that she didn't help to stop Ganondorf. So we still don't know why she's, at least, you know, chronologically. We don't know why she's in the past or if there is a reason for her to be in the past but at least Raru believes there is a reason for her to be in the past and she starts thinking about that Minoru tells us about this is the next memory Minoru tells us about what else the imprisoning war this is actually not a glyph I think I believe you uncover this one by doing her temple and then she gives you the best version of the imprisoning war and that should have been the only version as far as I'm concerned (laughs) Uh, she gives you the whole spiel and you see this pretty amazing moment where uh, Raru uh, stops Ganondorf 
and drains him of magic and tells him that when he awakens, Link will be there to mm. mess him up, which is very powerful, except we it's know brilliant. that he didn't mess him up, <laughs> but <Yes>. he will. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that is why, now we know why when Ganondorf woke up, uh, he said, oh, you're Link? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too worried about you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the sword. Okay. Yeah. Not, uh, so now we know why he knows who we are when he wakes up. Yeah. The next one is the Master Sword travels through time and space, which we've done at the beginning of the game. Yeah. We've put the, the Master Sword where Zelda Dragon is. And seemingly some sort of power that either Zelda's doing as a dragon or something, yeah. time travels it. A bit of time magic. Travels through time and informs Zelda with the Phi sound. So Zelda mm. can understand the Phi sounds. That Zelda can restore the, the sword's power. Zelda knows what to do now. And I feel like this is kind of one of those memories I'm glad I didn't see. Because that's when you start being like, okay, uh, mm. I know what she's going to do next. You know. Yeah. So next memory is the sacred power can make the sword stronger than ever, but needs centuries to grow. Zelda is talking to Minoru about this, and she's telling her that she will transform into a dragon to give enough sacred power for enough time. Minoru tells her uh, that she won't be able to ever become herself again. Yeah. Zelda understands the sacrifice and is determined to help Link in Hyrule. Minoru also says she will be there in spirit to help Link, even if her body perishes, mm. foreshadowing Mech Nero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome but we'll talk about that later <laughs> in about five hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that scene is cool it's a little bit expositiony i i liked it fine but it wasn't as again not as necessary um mm. actually you know you do get an important piece of information a, a lot of these scenes are good at setting up the credibility of the rest of the game in a way yeah this one gives credibility to when you find minoru and she's in the, she says i've been in the pad the whole time and that makes more sense if you see all these things and yeah. I've been, you know, here to help you because she promises Zelda that she will find a way to help Link. So I'm wrong. It's an important, uh, <laughs> it's an important, it's an important memory. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They, they all are really. So all, so now all the story pieces are in place. Mm. So this is, uh, I think, the Master Sword memory. Zelda gives the Poripad to a construct, who is, of course, yeah. the first construct you see in the game, who gives you the Poripad, gives you the mission of finding Zelda. So Zelda swallows the stone. The sky turns dark. Dark Zelda lullaby it plays on, which is mm. stunning, and I deeply um, encourage anybody to go back to listen to that. Her eyes turn dragony, and she cries out, Protect them all! As a giant bowl of light explodes, and Dragon Zelda emerges, shedding a tear that will likely produce the first silent princess flower, therefore making canon that every single silent princess flower stems from Zelda's tears. And so how do you feel now about stealing those from the graves littered around Hyrule, you gosh darn asshole? I mean, like this. Yeah. I felt terrible. I, I, did, I did take one from a grave at the beginning of the game because I didn't know how... Very precious. I didn't know how precious or not they were, and they were actually quite easy to find, so... Yeah, I mean, a thousand years is a lot of tears. But it's sad. That's profoundly upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, and of course, once you're done... Watching that memory, the first thing you get back to, which this memory, by the way, is only unlockable if you have all the other memories, which I think is great. And I think they should have maybe done that with a couple more, in my mm. opinion. And you get the shot of Link, of course, finishing watching the memory and surrounded by the Silent Princess uh, tears, which is unbelievable. extremely, extremely powerful. I think the shot, actually, th that shot of her eyes turning into the dragon mm. eyes is 
masterful. It is one. It is fantastic. Like pure, brilliant. You see that in the movie, you'd be like, "This is a yeah. absolutely brilliant shot." You know, it's just stunning. With her crying, you know, protect them all. It's just insanely powerful, and this gigantic thing of light. I was devastated, as seemingly most people were. Yeah. Thankfully, I was not spoiled. Yeah, my God, I would have been, yeah. I would have been beyond livid and yeah. you know, might have sent death threats, yeah. even though it's <laughs> <a> style. <laughs> but the story's not quite over, even though we've now seen all of the memories. So, of course, as most people did, we immediately took to the sky, as close to where the memory of uh, Zelda Dragon is, and tried to find Zelda in the sky and immediately mm. land on, on her head to get the sword at least that's what i did it's unbelievable it's, it's just and oh, i just and can't bear how epic it is it is so <laughs> insanely epic and even just doing that gameplay thing and thinking is that really what i'm gonna do now like yeah. the whole time you're like setting up like okay i gotta what's the closest island or what's the closest mm. tower i can get to because she's high up mm. so you look you're like okay is she there is she still there you know and you're like yeah she is Okay, I'm going to fly to her. Is this really what I'm supposed to do? You know, and, mm -hmm. and you get to her head. And it's there. And it is insanely powerful. And, and I think that's when you get this, uh, this other memory of... Uh, it's, just a, it's just Zelda holding the sword. Mm. The, the broken sword. Inside of a glowy, sacred power bubble. And like kind of healing the sword mm. with the, the power. And uh, she says, Link, you are our final hope. It's, 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 it's very moving, extremely moving. As everybody says, it's the, by far, um, easily the greatest uh, taking out the Master Sword of any of the Zelda games. Yeah. And they're all, and most of them are incredible. You yeah. know, let's, let's, be, let's be very clear. They this always is not build a, up to it with an right. extraordinary sense of reverence. And but to top Ocarina of Time, for instance, I mean, that's... You wouldn't yeah. think that possible, you know, like that, that first time you pull out the sword in Ocarina of Time and you turn into yeah. uh, older Link. That is just, yeah. you know. So we're talking about it beats those moments easily, which is insane, you know. Mm. Or the Link to the Past one where you get to the clearing in the forest yeah. with the lighting and like all the little oh, animals. It's, you know, it, it, all these moments in, in Zelda games are profoundly magical you know or in in uh link in uh, wind waker where you literally awaken an yeah. entire castle from That's slumber unbelievable. Uh, um, yeah you know, i mean we're talking it, yeah. about you know some of the greatest moments the in top video 50 gaming. greatest moments in video games yeah. and this absolutely and this absolutely annihilates them uh, yeah completely yeah. without a doubt you know it's the fact question. as well like in any other game, you could easily see it having... You get the last memory, and then, like, almost like there's a cutscene, and the light dragon comes down, mm -hmm. and Link takes the sword out. Right. You know, yeah. you could very easily see that. Yeah. They could have easily done that. But yeah. the fact that that's not what happens, it's still, it's still all in your hands, and it's so yeah. much more... It hits so much harder because you're doing it. You still... It's, it's always your journey, you know? The yeah. game's not... The game's not making you go no, anywhere. As much as I adore the Zelda series, it's not been. It's definitely been guilty of taking player agency away mm, uh, yeah. in some of the later 3D ones, for sure. Yeah. Part of why I, I adore Breath of the Wild and, and Tears of the Kingdom, and I get extremely protective and annoyed when people talk about wanting the old games back, uh, wanting the you know the old kind of games back, whatever f that means, mm. is because there's such an incredible respect of player agency mm. in, in both those games. 
to a degree that honestly is unparalleled. I mean, it's yeah. just, there is a, a, a respect of not stealing moments away from the player, mm. you know, and really giving the player as many, even when they do direct you, to do mm. it as subtly as possible. Yeah. Like, for instance, the beginning of A Breath of the Wild, when you run out the cave, the camera does move away from you and you, you see him running and it's, you're no longer playing, but it's done so well. It exaggerates what it's, you're experiencing. Exactly. It exaggerates you running it. already. And it frames it, and it does. It takes it gently away for mm. two seconds, just to give you that, you know, breathtaking moment and just goosebump-inducing moment, mm. and then it gives you back the reins almost immediately, you know. But on the flip side of it as well, those moments where it does make you just press A to do something, right. like pulling the sword out in Breath of the Wild takes down your heart containers. In mm -hmm. this, it takes down your stamina wheel to open the doors of the first temple on the great sky islands you have to have you know your extra heart container so right. you, so you can do that these are essentially press a to do mm -hmm. something yeah but because you know what what it means because you've had to go through it so like you know what it's taken to get those extra heart containers right. or to get those extra stamina wheels you know it's got weight to it mm -hmm. and obviously that is never more so than the absolute climax right. of this game which yeah. is when you fight Demon King Ganondorf, and then he, when he's just like, well, I say I say just regular, just just your regular <laughs> run of the mill Demon King. You know, he's a human Demon King. Yeah. And then he unleashes all of his his magic and his power to become like the uh, I think it's the master of the secret stone, Demon King, Ganondorf, and that sort of almost got two faces in in and of itself because yeah. he gets even more powerful after you get his health bar halfway down or, or yeah. whatever it is. Phase three, he consumes his stone, draconified demon king, the demon dragon. You are riding on the back of the light dragon, Zelda. It, <laughs> it's, this is coming out of a 10-year-old mobile phone yes. hardware. You know, it's yes. fucking ridiculous. And it's flawless. Like, you are doing this extraordinary aerial battle that is so cinematic and yeah. so... And, and you, you never feel like it's forcing these cinematic moments. You are in control. It just simply is so well made and so and well, like, staged. Remains fun to play. Yeah. She just drops you on him again, and you're right at his eye. And this time you really destroy the, the barrier of the eye, and, you, and, you, and, you, and it tells you to press A to plunge the Master Sword into yeah. his eye that's like the secret stone right. part of him yeah and he you know he's annihilated and in, into a, a gigantic explosion but but the real thing is as you're saying the reason why it's never cheap for instance the way it was, it's also designed incredibly well because a lot of people will not get the master sword that's what we haven't discussed this but it's optional that's mad you don't have to get the master sword so that's kind of a thing where you're like I thought about that. I'm like, well, what happens if you don't get the Master Sword? Because it's the whole thing. And, and like yeah. the whole arc of the story is around she sacrificed herself to get to, you that sword. To get you that damn sword. So if you didn't use it. What an ungrateful little shit you must Not be. just that, but like that would just be if there was a way to beat him without using the Master Sword, narratively, it would be garbage, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, it really would. So yeah. it, it has to take uh, player agency away for one second. Of course. To be able to finish that arc. Because if someone has not gotten the Master Sword, yeah. they're going to get it because she's there. Yeah, and you don't want to plunge bouncy stick long stick into... And I actually wonder, <laughs> how, does that, how does that work, actually? Like, if you haven't taken it out, yeah, does she pop it out of her head and, like, throws Possibly. it to you? Is there is there a movie of that? Possibly. Possibly. But with all of the weight of everything that comes before, 
pressing A to win, to boil it down to its most simplest command, is enormous. It's absolutely enormous. And yet, that is still not the best thing. No. Because in the (laughs) cinematic moment that follows, through some sort of miracle of magic, of power, of time, of something, maybe the power of the Triforce coming together, maybe, I don't know, we're told it was not possible that once you turn into a dragon, you cannot go back. Mm -hmm. Against all of those odds, Zelda's body reappears out of the light dragon as the light dragon disappears and all of a sudden then zelda's body is plummeting through the sky down to the surface of hyrule and you are diving and i'm going to struggle to get through talking about this without without shedding a tear because essentially all you're doing is is pressing a button to dive and then pressing a button to catch her but my god it is the most emotional moment I've ever had in a video game. The way that that is paced, the amount of time that it leaves you to dive is enough time to fully contemplate the entire weight of the story, of your relationship, of the history of everything that's come before, of the severity of that moment, of the hopes that are going to come after, what's going to be next for you, what's going to be next for you know these characters, their relationship, the world... All of this is flashing through your brain as you are essentially just pressing a button. And the sheer euphoria and relief when you get that command to catch her instead of just dive is... It's everything. It's been earned through 30, 35 years of extraordinary video game development, extraordinary storytelling. And it the longer and more invested you've been in the Zelda games and the Zelda series, the more you are rewarded in that one single moment. And that goes beyond the scope of what you can do in an individual game. It goes beyond the scope of any sort of cinematic moment that you could, you could create and conjure on, on any console, no matter how powerful it is or in how many, how high frame rate or resolution it is because Nintendo knows actually what matters and that is the heart of its story and the heart of its audience and in one single moment it fuses those two things together in the most extraordinary way and gave me and i know it gave you the single greatest moment we've ever had in a video game and i was in bits and i am struggling now to not be in bits again at essentially what is press a to win i am so glad that i specifically a quarter of time because you know I, we have kids i have two yeah. uh, i have a wife and i i specifically took a time where i'm like i have two hours probably where i wouldn't be interrupted because even if it was something loving you know like my kid waking up to come and get me to you know cuddle or something or my wife asking me something uh it would have been so upsetting that that moment would have been ruined and you know i I mean it's true like it's 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 strange how we do that with games like if you know you're approaching the end like you have to kind of especially if it's some a game that means that much to you yeah you have to kind of find a way to like i cannot have this moment ruined you know (laughs) i cannot and and i didn't even know yeah i had no idea what you know i was basing it on breath of the wild i was like basing it on like it'll probably be better than that but i was basing it on like it won't be that you know It'll be fun. It'll be good. I was sure that Zelda was gone, and I was moved enough by 
just that sacrifice alone. And and there was even was part too. of me that thought, oh, I hope, like, I hope they they leave her dead so that sacrifice means something. There was part of me that thought, that yeah, yeah, part of me too. Until the moment, <laughs> yeah, when I was forced to relive all of that stuff. I know. And it was very, and like, honestly, all I could see was like, in between those flashes of all of that stuff, I I could just see myself diving to catch my wife, you know, like, that's what it was. It was, oh. I was making sounds that I, I'm glad were not recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, gasping, like, audibly gasp. Nobody was around me. I was not doing it for effect, like, audibly yeah. gasping when I realized that I had to dive. It was interesting because I was actually telling my wife while I was playing the game. Once I got the Master Sword, and I think most people felt that way. A lot of people were like, oh, it, it bummed me out because I immediately had to finish the game because I couldn't handle not knowing. You yeah. Know? And I, I didn't do that. I, I, and you neither. I mean, we played right. for probably a good 80 hours more yeah. before we went to the uh, Ganondorf mm. fight. I even didn't do a lot of story stuff after that for a while. Mm. I, but I really didn't rush with the story whatsoever. But I did tell my wife, who I generally don't, you know, really share much about my video game story stuff. She doesn't care that much, but also like, you know, yeah. this is generally not a thing, but I was telling her, I'm like, cause it was like, of course, after I, had, I got that final memory, it was just in my head for days and weeks, just constantly, you know, thinking about uh, what happened to Zelda. So I, I just told her we were on a walk and I was just telling her the whole thing. <laughs> uh, you know, and she kept interrupting to ask, Details that I was forgetting, and you know, mm. you know, rightfully so, because she's not, she doesn't have all the lore and all the, the Zelda years and all that stuff. And she, you know, and she kept saying like, she's not dead, <laughs> you know, she's not dead, she's not dead. There's no way, there's no way. It's Zelda. Like, she's gonna be back. And I was like, no, no. You, I, I, I was like, look, I would generally agree with you, but I said, I, I, you don't, you don't understand. Like this, the way they've set this up, it would be earned, and 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 people would accept it. Like, it, it, it's not, you know, it's not the same as usual. And we all know, like, it's cyclical. So this Zelda's mm -hmm. dead, but there'll be another Zelda. And, like, we, like, I think most people were like, no, this this really could be it. They set it yeah. up so wonderfully. Where this really seemingly, because all the people who could help with that, turning her back, are dead. Or, you know, yeah. like, and, or, or even told, or even the ones who, who you know, like Minoru, who yeah. was there and said, I can't help you with that. Nobody yeah. can. You know, you can't come back from that. And they believed it. It wasn't like, they, that's what yeah. they thought, you know. They said that's what it was. That's what it was. And the, the rules changed. And the rules changed. And maybe, as you said, it might be because the evil part of the, you know, the, the power uh, Triforce or whatever the power that Ganondorf embodies was weak, you know, and weakened and like released in the ether. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, who knows what, you know, but it, it doesn't matter. It's done in a way... And that's the other thing, too. The reason why I firmly didn't believe that she was coming back, and I told my wife, I was like, it wouldn't be earned. Mm. It, it, there's, there's no way they're going to make that feel earned. You know, I was like, look, I, I generally agree. She's like, no, you're wrong. I was like, look, I generally agree. You know, I, I, could, I, I, would, I would generally say yes, you know. But this is a, a, a much darker tone. It's a much more mature mm. uh, thing. And, and they, you know, it feels right in an awful way. That she mm. did that, you know, and when she does come back, I was really, I was kind of like, oh, oh no, there, you know, I was, I had a little bit of a, uh, uh, yeah. oh, is this going to be cheap? You know, is this going to be cheap? Yeah. And it never did. It never went there. It never felt cheap. It was so well done. It would be like me, <laughs> I, honestly, like I said, like when, when I was like going through all this stuff and I was just like, oh my God, it felt like what it would be like for me to be diving to rescue my wife in that moment. 
if that was me and my wife, for me to <laughs> imagine just going, mm, narratively, this would be better if you didn't come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it... Yeah, sorry. No, no, she was all, she almost came back to life, but actually I thought, <laughs> thought it would be a better, had a better story. But, and that, but that's how it felt, like the relief. Yeah. And when you realise all of that moment, that just over, that overrode yeah. everything else, you know? And, and that's another testament in the narrative of the story is that it, it really, they really make you believe, no, 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 this, this can't happen. Mm. You know, they really like, they, they, they hide, the, you know, the magic trick beautifully yeah. because they set up the rules of the lore so well. Mm. That's part of what it is. It's the mythology of yeah. this whole thing. Every scene has something that sets it up. Every yeah. single scene has something that set up, sets up the end or understanding how she's going to turn into a dragon. And because of that, you're like, no, there's no way because they've explained this extensively and they've really made it clear. You don't come back from that. Yeah. You know, of course, there's a hope. You know, of course, we both hoped that there was, you know, some part of our brain. We're like, yeah, yeah. there might be a way, but I just don't see it, you know. And it's done simply. It's not like, oh, well, you know, they're going to explain there's no time for that, you know, but they're not going to explain why this is possible, but they kind of do at the, the after scene. I yeah. Think. And Minoru, I think, is the one who says, essentially, yes, Sonia and, and, and Raru's spirit were helpful, but Link actually did a lot of that, you know, kind of implying Link has powers that are beyond just Raru's power or his hand and yeah. stuff. And that's the other thing, too, is Link becomes Link again. He gets his arm back. That we, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, arm, yeah. which was destroyed, is, is back. Yeah. It all feels incredibly earned. Yeah. You know, it never feels cheap, which is a real achievement because th that kind of thing, you know, it's like yeah. when it's done in, in stories and movies or like someone was resurrected, it's generally not super believable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, no, exactly. It doesn't no. work very well. Yeah. You know, no, uh, I, you always think, oh, of course they're bringing that character back so they can sell more toys of it or whatever. Right. You know? or, or just like, it's it, cynical. Or, even if it's not cynical, it just doesn't work yeah. quite well mechanically. It's just like, eh, it's a yeah. little tacky. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really work. Generally, something that just doesn't work well. Uh, that's done not only works well, but is, as you said, like the single most powerful moment in a video game. And uh, overall, you know, as someone who loves uh, most arts, uh, one of the strongest uh, moments in any art form I've ever seen ever. And you're like, of course, this is the final moment of gameplay. You know, of course, this is this. It starts with you diving. Yeah. You know, it starts with you diving and it ends with you diving. It's like it's it's. And it's really, it's, it's this whole leap of faith concept, you know, of mm. like, really like, what would you do to save someone? And you're just, yeah. I, I, and he doesn't have his powers anymore. We know that too. No, so seemingly he doesn't have a glider or anything. He's he completely, just wants to be, just wants to be back with her. He's just, yeah, oh, he's Christ, just old Link. Again. Doesn't have the Raru powers that could help him. Doesn't have the glider. And he's oh. just, he just goes for it. It's just that there's no, there's no, and you go for it. You know, mm. that's the thing. You're part of that moment it, completely. And it, it's so powerful. And when they land in the water, it's just like, oh. It's the greatest story. It's a shame, really, that the gameplay is so shit. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our thoughts on the gameplay of Tears of the Kingdom are going to have to wait for another oh, time. Yeah. We haven't and... even... I mean, I feel like we've only... I know we've just gone massively in-depth in the story, but it feels like we've only just scratched the surface, surface yeah. of, of, of anything in this game 
there is so much still to come. We're still going to talk about the world, the NPCs, the side quests, side adventures, the Yiga, all of the new, all of the new abilities, all of the shrines, the caves, the wells, the new enemies, the dungeons, the bosses, the sky, the depths, the mini bosses. We're going to be literally, literally, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about everything, and I really hope that you come back to uh, to listen to us to. Uh, to dwell in the absolute glory of this game. If you want to chat to us, you can do that. We're on social media at O3C Games on pretty much everything. Now, also, we have our O3C Discord open to the public. Head to our website, O3C.games, and you'll find a join link there to come and join us talking about Link there. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the podcast on your social media platforms, leave us a review. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, a follow, all of those equivalent buttons on all of the social media platforms. Do that as well. If you want to support us even more, you can go to patreon.com slash O3C games and you can give us a few quid a month. You don't get anything for it other than our absolute adulation and love and thanks. We very much appreciate it. You can chat to us individually. I'm on Twitter at Jonathan Dunn. I'm, I'm at Casper Merowitz on that and Instagram or whatever uh, on threads. And I'm, of course, on the wonderful Discord, which I encourage mm. you all to join because it is a lot of fun. Everybody is wonderful on there, uh, civil, joyful, uh, has the same love of video games. None of that toxic stuff. It's wonderful. It's a good place. And please do join us next time where we will be diving into even more, even more Tears of the Kingdom spoiler chat. And yeah, oh, I can't wait. Thank you.